Yeah, pretty good. Thanks, Martin. How are you? Yeah, not bad at all. Not bad at all. Bit tired. I think uh, we haven't done the, another podcast since you did your half marathon. Oh, haven't we? I don't think so. It's been no. a little while, hasn't it? Yeah, it's been quite a while, yeah. Um, how, how did that go? It went really well, actually. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was pretty pleased with myself. So I, um, I managed to get another personal best, which is every time I've run it now, I've managed to take some time off the previous time I ran it, which is amazing. Yeah. So what was your time this time? One hour, 40 and 11 seconds. You've got to be aiming for that 130 yeah, I know. barrier, haven't you? I know. I need to lose a bit more weight for that. <laughs> Imagine if you train properly. I know, yeah. it's I, I, A friend of mine that runs it in like one hour 25, he was saying that. He was saying, you know, just if you put in the proper training, you'd be able to do 130. But I don't know if I'm that bothered about the time. It's just nice to get a decent time. So uh, I think if... Uh, how old are you now? Uh, 47. Yeah, so if you get if you get to like when you're 65 and you're looking back, you'll be gutted you didn't break one hour 30. Yeah, maybe, <clears throat> maybe. Yeah, I'd like. I I think fitting fitting it in would be nice. Uh, finding the time to fit it in rather would be nice. So maybe maybe we'll get maybe we'll try that for next year. I have kept it going since though. Um, I've been because usually I just tail off after the half marathon and just do like yeah. one run a week. But I've been I've kept it going for three runs a week so far. So hopefully that will keep me going throughout the rest of the year. We just need to find a relatively flat course around um, September, October time, don't you? Yeah. That, that sounds a bit soon, that, though. <laughs> <laughs> You're race fit already. That's what You've just got to keep it going, like you said, over um, summer. Yeah. Because uh, Reading's, it is, well, is it, it's known for being quite flat, actually, isn't it? It's got a couple of hills. But... It is, yeah. There are a couple of hills. It's not too bad, though. The, the one in, I ran in, one in Henley years ago, um, and that's supposed to be quite flat because, obviously, it's on a river. Henley's on the river but it's there are a few hills and there's one in particular which is like they call it the beast because it's it's just evil. it goes on forever and you go like round a corner thinking that's going to be the top of the hill and then it goes up again round to the right and then it's up again round to the left oh it's it's horrendous so that's not the one to do (laughs) (laughs) but uh, yeah maybe I'll look out for one and see if I can do it but 10 minutes to take off in a few months is quite a lot yeah you can do it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> anyway enough about me how's your cycling going uh reasonably well yeah i did 60 mile ride on saturday just gone which is the furthest i've done so far that's good and was hurting the last eight miles really just from not like uh muscle tiredness just general body aching from sitting on the saddle for so long i think yeah um, but it is strange because it's not an impact thing like running like the next day i could have gone out cycling again right um, oh wow legs are a bit tired yeah but just joints don't ache and stuff like that so yeah um it's just tiredness like of the of actually being on the bike at the time you recover recover quite quickly so i've <clears throat> got another ride to do it's friday today isn't it so tomorrow i'm going to try and do 70 miles so try and increase it a little bit each time wow but yeah it's tough finding routes to actually do that that I was long i'm gonna say yeah it must be quite tough just to find where to go yeah so there's um there's the national cycle routes which go all over the uk which i guess there's some in reading and stuff and so there's national cycle route three which goes from bude all the way down to land's end wow so i'm just going to get on that it goes through it's not major roads either mostly so i'm just going to get on that do 35 miles south and then turn around and come back again <laughs> <laughs> that's a good idea and then eventually make it all the way <laughs> yeah and then, so the other option is just for these 
like kind of longer rides. Like there's a, a group of people who are doing the Ride Across Britain event as well down in the southwest. We're going to meet up once a month to do routes, and they've been cycling for years, so they know all the good loops to do and stuff like that over at Exmoor, which is what we did last Saturday. Yeah. So once a month, I'll meet up with them. But in between, I've got to figure out how to do these longer rides myself. So there's the option of that option, or the other option is just get in a car with Sophie. She can drive me a hundred miles away and just me get out and uh and pedal back yeah <laughs> that's good that's good it's good that you're yeah, getting into good. it yeah nice long rides like that yeah certainly oh. enjoying it good so do you reckon you'll be ready in time um i think so there's a good marker coming up in may which isn't very long away actually um which is the deluxe london bike ride right uh, and that's over two days 100 miles each day so if i can do that okay that's a good marker yeah because um, that'll be consecutive long rides yeah which... it's interesting you say that you could do a ride the next day after doing a long one because um, that'll bear you in, you know stand you in good stead for that sort of thing won't it you'll need to be able to do that day in day out for, for a while yeah so the, uh, the advice that I've had from other people as well is a lot of people are used to doing it for two days in a row because obviously they work during a week so Saturdays Sundays are their big ride days right but the advice is you've got to get used to doing it for three or four days in a row because right. come the event Sometimes it's the first time that uh, they've, they'll have done more than two days. Yeah, yeah. Big rides. So I think once you get used to doing three or four days, it doesn't matter then when it's six, seven, eight, nine. Right. Kind of, you're just used to the, your bum's used to sitting on the saddle. For that. <laughs> <laughs> have you got one of those gel cushions or something on the saddle? No, it's a pretty standard saddle. Like Is it? The, saddle, the, the decent saddles don't actually have much padding. Right. Um, I think if you have more padding, it adds more kind of, potential movement around on the oh, saddle I see, more right. friction and friction mm. points so oh dear yeah. yeah don't want any of that no exactly <laughs> brilliant <laughs> oh, that's good so how's business been it's been pretty good yeah i've had a um tough couple of weeks in terms of not you know not being able to work on the stuff i want to work on because it's there's been a lot of support but that's mainly because of new customers coming on um you know each new customer usually comes with a whole host of questions and things to things to reply to and, and help them get on board and all that sort of stuff. Um, so that's taken up too much time, really. I don't, I, I, it's the, it's the catch 22, you know, you don't get the time to do the bits in the app that you want to do because you're working on this stuff, but you also don't get the time to, to sit back and work out how you could make the process a bit smoother. So I'm hoping to get a bit of a quieter time over Easter to find some time to just look back. I've been recording my time a bit more closely um, over the past few weeks just doing a spreadsheet recording, you know, what I'm spending my time on, sometimes down to like the five minutes here and there that you tend to forget about. Yeah. Um, and so I'm hoping to find some time over Easter just to review all that and then try and hopefully work out bits that I can... But yeah, no, it's good. Uh, you know, customer numbers are growing, so that's always good. Good. How about um, you? Yeah, it's going okay. I've uh, taken some steps. I got rid of um, the live chat on the website and the offer of a demo through that, which was kind of offered to everybody. Um, so that's reduced the demos and people not turning up for demos, which was annoying me. Mm, yeah. Not having live chat on the website hasn't made any difference whatsoever. So the reason for getting rid of that really was Intercom. I was on their bootstrapping plan or whatever, or startup plan, which was $50 a month. Yeah. But that was going to go up after 12 months, which was around, well, it was about a week ago. It was going to go up to like $79 or mm. maybe even more. And just for on-site chat i was like that's just too much i know there's lots more you can do with intercom but i wasn't really using that functionality yeah so so got rid of that which you know there's less javascript on the page it's being loaded and all that kind of stuff so and hot jar i got rid of so it sped the site up in general which is good yeah um and yeah the site's got a few links from people 
which has helped with SEO. So there's no paid advertising going on, but there's probably from when I last did paid advertising, I'm probably getting the same number of trials at the moment, kind of coming organically. So wow, that's good. Um, so that's quite good, yeah. And with the new agency plan that I put together, which still isn't advertised, and I've not advertised it, emailed the existing like, kind of list of people I've got who've trialed it. Um, that's been going well, which is it's ninety nine dollars a month basically for as many standard sites as you want. Mm. So each new customer that signs up to that is a nice bump in obviously monthly recurring revenue, but also annually recurring revenue as well. Mm. Uh, which I think I said to you when we were just chatting and not recording. Um, I signed up to Bear Metrics because I was like, well, I'm cancelling Intercom and I'm cancelling Hotjar, so I was going to sign up to Bear Metrics because I needed a way to be uh, easily be able to kind of get people to renew their credit cards and stuff. Yeah. So made use of that. And the dashboard for Bear Metrics is really good, actually. And just seeing the annually recurring revenue number makes quite a difference to motivation. Yeah, yeah. Because you kind of see what the monthly recurring revenue is, and you think, oh, that's all right. But when you actually times it by 12, it comes quite a uh, – it makes the amount more interesting. <laughs> and uh, and then you think, well, every new agency that I sign up for that $99 a month plan adds you know, nearly £900 to the annually recurring revenue, which um, if you can get three or four of those each month, um, mm. helps it grow quite nicely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's good. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah I like to do that as well because you do forget about those extra two months and then, uh, you know, you just always that round it, you know, times it by 10 usually, don't you, the monthly revenue and give yourself a ballpark figure. So it's good to, mm. to see it, the actual number. That's always good. Cool. So I was out last night in, in London. Oh, yeah. Rob Walling and Sherry were over. Um, and they planned a sort of meet up, so I went to that last night, which was really good. Yeah, bumped into some. So uh, you know, Kevin Taylor from Steam uh, Steel Beam Calculator. Yeah, yeah. He was there um, with a bunch of guys from Derbyshire and Nottingham. They'd come down just just for the meet up, actually, which is impressive. Mm. They they were asking about the podcast and whether we were going to record it again. So it's good to get <laughs> back on the saddle. <laughs> yeah, apparently Kevin's got a podcast now as well. Has he? Yeah, it's called Side Hustle Success. Ah. So I haven't listened to it yet, but I'll put it on my podcatcher and have a listen to that. But yeah, it's good. It's nice to meet up with people, you know, like-minded people and have a a good chat and stuff like that. It's good. Many beers drunk? No, actually, which is good. I had one beer and a gin and tonic. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks to Charlie Irish for the gin and tonic. Because it was kind of bring your own booze and I was running late and I was hoping to find a shop on the way from the station to the... To the venue, so I could get a couple of beers in, but I um I just didn't see one, so I just thought oh, I'll just stick with tea. <laughs> but then Charlie Irish had turned up with a bottle of gin and some tonic and some ice and some limes, so it was uh, it was uh, it was quite handy. Yeah, it's cool. good. It's good too. So I thought, uh, should we go on to what we said we we're going to have as our little topic today? Yeah, yeah, Bit of a fun thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I put it to you yesterday. I thought we could come up with like three things that we're embarrassed about our product or our startup or however we want to frame it. Um, I kind of got the idea, if, I was listening to another podcast, I can't remember what podcast it was, but I got the idea the other day that there's so many different things that I'm embarrassed about that I need to do that should have been built ages ago, but I'm mm. kind of manually doing. And this goes back to your time tracking thing, actually, doesn't it? And finding out where we're spending time yeah, to, uh, yeah. to perhaps improve things and, and streamline the business. Yeah. And oddly enough, this comes back to also as well, it all comes back to the bike ride that I'm doing in September, because obviously I'm going to be doing that for nine days. So some of the stuff that I'm doing manually now uh, needs to be either automated or I'm going to have to employ you for a week. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah of course. Yeah, I'd forgot, I'd so, uh, so that. I've forgotten. So I've got that little motivation behind me anyway. So yeah, so these are things we're embarrassed about our product or startup about. So do you want me to go first? Yeah, go on. You get started. 
Okay, so number one, um, so I have no link between customers in the database and Stripe at the moment. Oof. So th- th- it's such a simple thing that yeah. when someone signs up, I should add the Stripe ID to the customer, um, but I just haven't got around to doing it yet. <laughs> so how- like even just just adding payments like was a bit of a hack, and I just added it on, and uh, yeah, so there's no way for people to renew their credit cards through the site through Sanity Check at the moment. Well, they're kind of well, there is, but I have to go and look up their Stripe ID, yeah. copy it into the put it into the database against their customer record, and then a link does become live. But that was part of um, part of signing up for Bear Metrics, right? Because they they give you nice links and then give you like nice forms for people to be able to renew their credit cards and stuff like that. Ah, uh, cool. Um, That's funny. Yeah. So 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 do you not have any sort of billing information in the app? No, nothing. And so people every now and again they'll say, oh, "Can you send me over the invoices?" And Stripe does send out invoices automatically, um, but I guess sometimes they go to spam and people don't see them and stuff. So occasionally I have to resend them out or. Um, put like the account email into stripe so that their accounts department get them every from now on yeah and the only, the only reason i guess why it hasn't caused such an issue is generally everyone who signs up in sanity check and the payment in stripe uses the same email address but every now and again someone will sign up with their work email address on sanity check and then like a gmail email address in stripe and so then i can't match together I have to do a little bit of detective work to figure out. <laughs> like if a payment's failed, I have to try and figure out, oh, crikey, which customer is that insanity check? And uh, That's funny. That's really no. funny. Yeah. So that's my number one well, embarrassing thing about my product at the moment. Oddly enough, my first one is around billing as well. So I've got um, – I need to – each time I get a customer, um, I set them up in the system and they off they go, you know, testing and all the rest of it. But then when it actually goes, gets ready to charge them, you know, they quite often get a week or two for free because I just can't, I have to set them up manually in the system. There's no automated, you know, they can put in their credit card details or anything like that. Um, Partly because a lot of them don't pay by credit card. I even get people pay by check. But it's basically me manually inserting them in a database record (laughs) with their (laughs) details into the database. And I generally do it on the first of the month every month because that's when a lot of bills go out so rather than spreading out people's bills across the month most of them go on a month on, a, on the first of the month just because that's the day i tend to add everybody in that needs to start paying and um there's nothing in the system that they can see their bills there's no there's, there's nothing so like you're saying where you know some of my customers are schools or that sort of organization where the bills should actually go to their finance person or finance department and again, I have to dive into the database and change the contact names, contact email addresses to make sure all that happens. There's nothing to allow them to do automatically. And it's it's just awful. There's no, because I don't have Stripe or anything like that for them to pay, most of them pay like standing order or um, checks, like I say, mm. or, or just a bank transfer when they get the invoice, which is crazy, but that um, I haven't even given them the option of being able to pay by credit card yet. Uh, but yeah, so that's a massive source of embarrassment and pain for me. I was going to say, you must have, have to that must be a pain it. in the ass to reconcile it all, doesn't it? Well, the system, so once they're set up, it will, well, here we go. This is the second part of the same one, actually, but it's quite embarrassing. So I hooked it up so that um, so that there is a sort of automated job that runs for them to for them to get billed and the system generates like an invoice for them and sends them an invoice and then go and pay it. It is a pain in the ass to reconcile it. So it does have to happen, which is why I outsource that to my accountant. (laughs) (laughs) So so I pay my accountant to do it. And one of the consequences of that is that they wanted me to use QuickBooks 
which is god awful but it made it easy for them to do the reconciliation i thought sod it you know i'll just bear the pain so i signed up for quickbooks through them and i've got i've linked up to the quickbooks api so that it will send so it creates the invoices in the app sends the invoice to the customer and then creates the invoice in quickbooks so that it's all there so they just need to reconcile it but the problem is that although it's an automated job it fails every time it runs because the code uh, you know, it uses OAuth to connect and the token mm-hmm. has expired. And I wrote the code to refresh the token, but there's something wrong with it and it doesn't work. And so every time that refresh fails and I just haven't got around to fixing it. So I have to go in and manually kick the process off again after refreshing the token. Debugging OAuth stuff is such a pain in the bum, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. So that's my, that's a really big embarrassment of mine. And it probably would take, you know, half a day, day maximum for me to just go in there and sort it all out. And even give them a view which shows them their bills, but I just got around to it. Yeah. Well, oddly, <laughs> oddly enough, like with my accountants, because I use various services that bill monthly online, rather than me having to send them over every single invoice, I kind of send them the first one to see whether it's got VAT on it or not. And then my standard line has been, you know, if we're ever inspected, I can download all the invoices and just send them to you when we need them. Right. But I don't actually provide that that ability myself in Sanity Check. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fantastic. I guess I can do it from Stripe, can't I? So um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the good thing about Stripe. The customer, actually, the customer would contact me and say, "Oh, we're being audited. Need all my invoices," and I could I could just send them over one by one. But yeah, it would be nice to be, for them to be able to do it. But yeah, yeah. when you said you outsourced it, I thought you were going to say outsource it to your wife. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, she would she would kill me if I gave her any work like that to do. Yeah. No, right, so. Go on, sorry. That was the first one, yeah, and it's yeah similar problems there. Number two for me then is the amount I ha- I go into the database currently to edit records and yeah bits and pieces. So in Sanity Check at the moment, these are the two biggest ones, which is well, is a bit going into editing data. It's just that people can re- re- uh, request reports and set up tests, right? And initially. Like for the reports, people have to put a sitemap URL in. And so many people just put the URL of their website in. And so I would go in and edit and I'd put in their sitemap URL because it's generally a standard, you know, domain.com slash sitemap.xml. Now, the sensible Nick would have put validation on the form that tests whether the URL they've put into the request a report is actually a sitemap XML file, right? Mm. But I haven't done that yet. So I <laughs> manually go in. I get an email saying someone's requested a report. So I know I've got to go in. I check in the database to see whether it's a sitemap URL. If it's not, I'll edit it. And then I manually kick off the report. Right. So what should be happening is obviously it should be validating that what they're putting in is an XML URL. And then I could have this report process running continually. And when it sees a new report, just automatically kick off and go and run it. That's what it should be doing. The same with the testing. So when someone sets up a test, like they can choose to do a test against a URL or a page or against the whole site. And quite often they'll choose to do a, a query test, but they'll put in a URL and various just oddities like that that I could sort out by validation, yeah. but I don't. So I have to go, I go in and I manually check the tests when they're created. Again, I get an email when a new test is created, manually go in, validate them myself, and then run a little console application that gets the historical data and, and sets it like process so that it can then update going forwards right and again this should just be a process that's running the full time so that when it sees a new test come in it should get the data historical data and be ready to go but i just haven't got around to doing the validation and uh, yeah. and automatically running those reports it's funny but, how these things just catch up with you isn't it and you just don't get the time to 
to look at them or don't make the times. I mean, yeah, I mean, when you started talking about, you know, going into the database, I mean, that seems like my life really, supporting stuff, having to dive into the database to make changes. Yeah. I've literally just over the past month or two, and it's been a slow process, I think you've started doing the same of building an admin application. Yeah. Um, so I can do it all through a web. So basically, this is when I can employ you in September to <laughs> manage it for me. Uh, I'm expensive. Just, I'll just warn you now. <laughs> just, well, I'll get your wife to do it then. Just this morning, uh, <laughs> just this morning, a customer came on board, and if if their trial expires, basically as a keep updating flag, I uncheck in the database. If they become a customer once their trial has expired, I need to go in. And again, this should be automated, right? Hmm. I should just code it so that when they pay flag gets checked again but it doesn't i need to add that to my to-do list um, <laughs> <laughs> so today actually in the admin app i was able to go in find the customer tick their little flag to keep updating and then save it and didn't need to go into the database so that was a small win excellent yeah Th- those are great i mean when you do get those and these little embarrassing things you manage to knock them on the head it's, it's fantastic it feels great really good mm. and leads me on to my i'm not sure i'm not sure how i'd rank these in terms of um how much pain they cause me but this one Supposed to be embarrassing this, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, this one is pretty embarrassing and causes a lot of pain, which is that we're three and a half years into this journey now for me, and I still can't get customers to onboard themselves, they can't sign up anywhere. Um, I have to do it, it's, it's embarrassing and painful. So, whenever, whenever somebody says they want to try the system, I have to send them a bunch of spreadsheets which they have to fill in, and then they send the spreadsheets back, for, back to me, and I can't even import those spreadsheets to set up the data. Um, I did once write an import process to do that so that they'd send me back the spreadsheets. But I've never had it work first time because nobody knows how to fill in a spreadsheet, apparently. So, <laughs> so yeah, so it takes me about an hour, maybe two hours, if it's a particularly, you know, if they've got lots of settings and stuff for their clubs, to set each new sort of trial even up in the system. Um, it's, which is just crazy. I don't know why it's still like that by now. Well, I do know why, because it just takes, you know, each little step... <sighs> Sorry, going off on one now. Each little thing, you know, I could just do it step by step, you know, get a little form for them to fill in their details about them themselves and their, their organisation. And then the next step is manual. Mm. But I just haven't done any of it and it's, um, it's embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you kind of think having an app for three and a half years, which is used by quite a lot of people now, you'd, you'd have all that nailed in. But no, yeah. all manual. Cool. So my third one is um, <clears throat> the documentation isn't great on Sanity Check. I haven't updated, like I've released new features probably over the past 18 months, but I haven't really, apart from, I've done a blog post kind of announcing it with a screenshot, but there's no real documentation around some of it. But for one particular bit of functionality in the um, the app itself, it's the testing again. And um, when you go to create a new test, it says, do you want to create an A-B split test or just a simple historical test? And there's actually a link that says, um, if you're unsure, click this, uh, read this document, and it will explain the difference between the tests. Yeah. And that, that link doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and it hasn't for about 12 months. And the, stupid, the stupidity is that, like, uh, probably about once a month, I'll get an email going, this this link isn't working, um, and I'll go, yeah, really sorry. And I'll, I'll sometimes just claim that I've only just released the feature and uh, it's been there for 12 months. <laughs> And then I'll go, and this is a stupid bit, I'll go and write them an email, like a long description of what the difference is between an A-B split test and a historical test. Probably I'll rewrite it every time from scratch as well. (laughs) Why have I not taken one of those emails and just put it into a blog post and just link that up? I do not know. Yeah. And I'm also, I also got like, I'm about 50% through writing that article in OneNote. 
but I've been about 50% for about nine months now. Yeah. So. But it's it's like, I mean, this is something you tell me all the time. It's just take your email, stick it in an HTML page, you know? I mean, that's it. And then that's your version one. And then you can just make it nicer later. Yeah. I'm going to uh, add that to my to-do list. For the I think, I think, you know, I think that's a, that's one you should just do. Yeah. Take <laughs> take one of those emails, the one that looks the nicest, and then stick it in, yeah. a, stick it in an HTML file. Yeah. Add yeah. testing email. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, go on, that was my third one. Yeah, well, my third one, I think if you've ever listened to the podcast before, it'll be no surprise. And it's just the sheer amount of admin features that customers can't do for themselves. And um, it, it's embarrassing because, you know, you get a new customer sign up and they're using the system and they say, oh, how do I add a discount? Oh, uh, you have to tell me how it's on a discount. You have to tell me how it works. I can add it. In. Um, oh, how do I add a new club? Um, you have to tell me that you want to add a new club and then I'll add it in for you. And it, uh, it's it's just, uh, it, it makes me cringe and it's painful every time. Now, these things are things that are actually in the system, but they're just not sort of customer ready in their quotes. So they're, 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 it wouldn't be easy for a customer to use them. So why the hell have I not just, you know, tarted it up a bit and released it? Um, but it's, yeah, it's just... Uh, same as you, it's like you say. I, I mean, I'm thinking now the ad club thing, for example. I've been using it, um, the latest version of that implementation for like about a month now, and it's working perfectly. And it is actually pretty understandable for for a customer. So I don't know why I don't just release it. I think I could do that today. <laughs> you know. I was going to say, why don't you make use of Typeform or something like that to be able to build out the various forms you need. So the form isn't actually part of your application, but you've got somewhere to send someone just to fill it out, and then yeah, that's not. I, mean, I did think I did think about that recently. I thought about having the actual menu items in the app, and then like you say, a type form or some form where they can just describe what they want, and then that pings mm. just pings me an email, and then I can add it. That would make things a bit nicer. Even stop the back and forth at least, wouldn't it? Yeah, you and you going back and then emailing you again. And... Yeah, it would. Yeah, or I could just release the feature. <laughs> <laughs> I might just do that, you know. The, the reason I haven't with the Ad Club is that um, we, I did get, so I had a developer working on it and um, he got it to a point where it was this latest version that I'm using now, which works. But um, there are some things like, you know, just some field labels aren't quite clear enough and it's literally minutes to do each of these little things, which would probably add up to a couple of hours. I should just do it, really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, anyway, I suppose that's the point is they're, embar- <laughs> they're embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to come back next week and say we fixed all these things. <laughs> yeah, we should do. Yeah, I don't think I'll fix all of them, but that one certainly. I'm, I'm going to write that down on my list now. Just, just release it and see. Because if people start to use it and they have problems, then fine, they can tell me. I don't know what I'm scared of. Though. I guess I'm just scared of people having a bad experience, you know, and creating a club and it not working. Mm. But I'll accept release it. <laughs> cool. That's it for me. Well, there's probably more, but I've only come yeah, up to three because got... I thought we'd keep it to a short number. For... Yeah, I've, yeah, I've got a lot more, I'm sure, but uh, that last one covers a multitude of sins. <laughs> we can repeat this see it with this format in the three months' time, see what we've got. <laughs> yeah, my list will be similar, I'm sure. <laughs> I think from uh, from my point of view, it's always it's until something becomes so painful for me that I can't bear to do it, that's only when I'll really tackle the problem. Yeah, yeah. I Which think I think it... is a good attitude, isn't it? Because... Although we're embarrassed about these issues, you know, we've been there before where we've spent ages building certain features and certain things and either you don't get any customers or nobody uses that particular feature and so on. So Yeah, yeah. And a big a big fear for me is you release a feature and then it can't do all the edge cases, I think is the key thing. That um there are some clubs that have got specific settings and so you can you know, there's a step in the process maybe which which needs to be at this point your club's set up, but 
you might want to just check this setting, this setting, this setting to make sure it's exactly how you want it, you know, something like that, which isn't in there yet. And that's the thing is that people might set up a club for this, just talking about this one feature, they might set something up which they think is right, but it isn't doing exactly what they want it to do, uh, mm. which might cause more headaches for me. But, you know, a bit of customer pressure is probably good in that respect and that get it sorted. Definitely. Yeah. Nice one. Cool. So what right. you, you got planned for today, you just, just created your to, to-do list of you. <laughs> I already had a full to-do list anyway, so just added yeah. something onto the bottom of it to bump till Monday. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah, we'll see. I get it done by next Friday, that's for certain. All right. Yeah. Well, we should try and have a chat next Friday then and see how we're doing. Yeah, okay. All right, well, have a good day. Yeah, you too. Have and uh, yeah, I'll speak to you next week. Yep, yeah. all right. Cheers, man. Cheers then, bye. Bye.